This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show that wants to remind you if you've swallowed cum, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me is my amazingly gorgeous and smart co-host, Yvette Dontremont. How you doing, Yvette? I'm praying that when I enrolled in the Johnson and Johnson trial, I got the real vaccine and not the placebo, but I'm pretty sure I got the placebo, but also I've swallowed cum. So I'm not worried about what I got. So uh, how about you? Are you, are you anxiously awaiting your shot? <sighs> you know, right now they I know we're recording this at a time where they've lowered it to like, I think 65 in yeah. some States and smokers. So like are you thinking about like graying your face, like those kids were doing early on the pandemic, like, cause they, they made themselves look like old women to like go and buy alcohol. Cause no one was asking people to take their face masks off. I was just going to bring that up. Nice. I'm going to become old to get my COVID vaccine. I'm going to play up every pre-existing condition I have. I'm going to be like, look, I'm very ill. Like I, I'm crickety. I'm decri- like, you know, I am kind of falling apart. I have, I technically have one autoimmune condition, celiac, which I don't think is what they're talking about when they say autoimmunes, but maybe it qualifies. I want to hug people again. Look, no one knows that anyone's age in Hollywood. So at least maybe I should just move there and then lie about my age. Everybody does it anyway. I'm just going to tell them, look at this forehead. These without the Botox is very, very old. I'm clearly 70. Give me, (laughs) give me, give me the shot. I'm, I'm close to death. If you don't, this is all fake. Give me the shot. I just, I want to hug people again so badly. And we're extending an international hug today. We are. It's one of the only safe hugs we can give right now. <laughs> we have all the way from the UK, uh, sex worker, Elise Kennedy. Elise, welcome to our little show. Oh, thank you for having me. I am utterly delighted to be here. <laughs> you are hysterical. Yvette, did you see any of Elise's videos? No, I'm sorry. Look, I started a new column in the last two weeks. Just know that they're all amazing and you would laugh your socks off. They're that good. (laughs) I'll laugh my everything off for you. I love you already. We've been having some giggle time already, so I'm going to check out your stuff. The first video I think that I ever saw of you was uh, you're in a wedding dress. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) And what were you doing? Were you um, accepting a proposal or asking guys to marry you if they've sent you dick pics? Yeah, so basically it was, um, I think I titled it something like unsolicited dick pic response underscore mp4. And it was just, (laughs) it was meant to be like my auto response to everyone who'd sent me a dick pic. And it was just me like in a wedding dress. And I I, I think my acting was really good in that. I was actually crying and I was holding a bouquet and I was just like, will you marry me? Because I was just like, what do people want when they send you a dick pic? I was just like, well, I've thrown sex work out the window. I just, there's nothing else for it now. I've seen your dick. That's it. Just take me to the altar. Between that and you being a motivational speaker for camp, girl video where you're like Ellen was fired you can be the next Ellen so get those tits out don't have tits get those nipples out don't have nipples get those pubes out don't have pubes get those toes yeah. You, you, wow. <laughs> oh I my. was a good lie. You've watched that more than once. <laughs> Twice. You want to make sure that people know they have resources they can use. You can show off anything on the internet. Their body is ready to become a recession-proof LLC, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know how you can sell your organs on the black market? You don't even have to go that far. You just sell any yeah. of your body parts on the internet and people will love it. You don't even have to sell it for good. You are a renewable resource. Oh, yeah. Just sell a picture of it. That's it. Exactly. Sorted. You can keep it. You can keep <laughs> the source of the money. Now, have you ever considered being a motivational speaker for cam girls? That slot hasn't been filled. No, but you know what? I could do that. Who knows? I think... Cam girls have some of the hardest jobs ever, especially like specifically cam girls. Because I've tried to do that and oh my God, it's hard. I think I'm just really, I'm challenged with talking to myself because if someone's not talking to me, I'm just sort of going, oh yeah. So, you know. I was a writer for the main thing in my career and I do public speaking as well. And then beginning of the pandemic, needed to communicate stuff about the pandemic to my followers very quickly. I started streaming 
And there's something very weird about just talking at your computer and just waiting for chat messages to show up because like, you're like, is this what people like feeling out how streaming and how, you know, basically I'm like, I'm a science cam girl. Uh, But figuring out how that works is it's weird at first. It's very strange. I think it's good for like the Twitch streamers who are playing a game at the same time because then they're at least doing something. But if I'm just, I'm not going to start wanking until someone tips. So I'm just sort of sitting there like, Hey guys, and I don't smoke or yeah. anything. Like I know I have a friend who smokes, so at least she's got something to do with her hands. I don't do any of that. So I'm just sort of sitting there like, so guys, who wants to pay me? <laughs> and then I'll start dancing. <laughs> oh man. And then you weren't always doing stuff online. I mean, it's really the pandemic is of course what drove you online. Before that, you were a sex worker, an escort actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm the reason that everyone who was on OnlyFans before is now losing money because... Idiots like me joined OnlyFans and just <laughs> saturated the platform. And now everyone that made a living off it to start with is like, we're making less money because there's more people on the platform. And I'm like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I had no choice, though. But you were already in sex work. You weren't someone yeah. that was like, hey, I'm waitressing is not quite working it right yeah. now. Now that there's anything wrong with being like, I'm going to accept that sex work is part of my life after working as a waitress and having that not work out right now. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you you were expanding a platform from a job you already had. Yeah, I guess I think that's maybe why they've accepted me. They're like, oh, she yeah. was a whore. It's fine. Like You can you let her in. <laughs> you didn't Bella Thorne it. No, I didn't come in with like a uh, 100,000 on, on Instagram and just put up yeah. some uh, bikini pics but props to you if you can do that but yeah no I built I built it from the ground up and here we are if you build it they will come mm. uh, uh, mm. oh bad sorry <laughs> bad bad joke I I apologize <laughs> for that one so I have actually never met a sex worker based in the UK I have no idea what the UK rules are when it comes to sex work as well as how agencies work out there so you did it for a few years enlighten me <laughs> So with escorting, I mean, they're trying to bloody change it. They're trying to make it tougher because they're mm. they're looking at the Nordic model and they're like, oh, that oh, looks good. That. And we're like, uh. that's not a good thing. And they're like, but it looks really good. And it's like, it's not a good thing. So they're trying to introduce that. And then they're trying, I think they're cracking down on online stuff as well. It's, it's all going to shit over here. Yeah. I would love to just board a seagull and fly to New Zealand and just be happy. But that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah, they cracked down on online stuff in the U.S. after SESTA-FOSTA passed. And I don't know how, uh, I'm guessing the repercussions from that over here didn't do anything to you guys over there, or I have no idea how that worked. I don't really know. I think generally the world is actually moving backwards when it comes to sex work. Like, I think for a minute it was almost like, oh, maybe it's progressing. And then, and now it's just like every bit of news I see is like... Because last year, um, in fact, the year before now, oh my God, Happy New Year. So two years ago, I was out on the streets with like friends, like protesting because they were trying to shut down the strip clubs in my city. And then the year later, they were like, now we're going to try criminalize the purchase of sex, which basically may- means that, you know, what the Nordic model is. Like, it just makes everything much worse. <laughs> Wrote out a huge thing for that and tried to protest that. I don't really know what's happening with that, but I think... That was happening in Scotland, and I think there's something happening down in England now, and I think that they're cracking down on pretty much everything. So it's kind of shit. And I think, I think honestly, like the past year has, I think it's honestly, it's just the people in power that are just furious that so many people went, okay, I'm working from home. What can I do that's going to make me money? And they went to sex work. And fair enough, you know, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm happy for anyone to walk into sex work. And now people are looking at that and they're like, oh, the people are quitting their jobs because they can make money online by themselves. How do we stop that from happening? Because it can't be good for the economy (laughs) if we're all just taking the money. (laughs) What's funny is these people who are trying to put up roadblocks for consenting adults to be able to buy and sell sex. I'm going to guess a significant portion of these people who are making these laws have used pornography, have hired sex workers, have they have enjoyed this industry. I'm tired of the hypocrisy on this. Like, let yeah. adults do what they want with their genitals with other adults who are participating in this. This isn't hard. Yeah. The problem is you not only have, you know, those people who are like puritanical when it comes to pornography and sex, but you also have the flip side, which is a lot of the champions of the Nordic model are, you know, very li- liberal. They're very progressive. And it's because it's the idea of they conflate frequently, you know, people participating in sex work with human trafficking, you know, and people 
actually being, you know, forced into work they don't want to do. They can play with consenting adults. So they make the assumption of, well, if we cut off the purchasing method, you know, if we just make that illegal, then there's no market to service. And therefore, these people who are sex workers are going to have to do something else. But that's not what happens at all. I mean, as we've discussed on the show many times before, it just drives the industry underground. You have to prioritize anonymity. And then what ends up happening is then prices are more competitive. People are negotiating in worse circumstances. If there are crimes, you can't report them because you might not have the information of the person you're servicing all the way to if you're a purchaser and you see someone who actually is potentially being trafficked, you can't report that without incriminating yourself in a crime. So there's a number of issues here. And it's been proven time and time again to be just not working. And there's there's no way law enforcement and legislators who are who are making these laws don't know this at this point. No, they they don't know it. That's a thing. I think that they know it, but they know that constituents don't want like on some level enough of their constituents are like think of the children and don't want to vote for someone who's like, yeah, I think prostitution should be legal. Like, I think most of them are fully aware of it, but it's politics that would be just unpopular with a lot of Karens in their district that are like, think of the children. Yeah. Think of your husband who's getting blown by a sex worker right now because you're you're the type of person who yells, think of the children when someone talks about porn. Just saying. Another example is like Rashida Jones. It's a great example of someone who's like super liberal. She's a celebrity and she's like, mm. I think she's pro Nordic model um, and she's very anti-sex worker. She frequently conflates it. Really? With- <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking. I did not realize that. I didn't know that either. Well, she did dox a sex worker back in um, Hot Girls Wanted. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bitch dox a sex worker. And now she's participating in the making of a documentary by Cell Date, which is problematic on so many levels. What's it called? Cell by Date. Okay. It's a theatrical production that's being turned into a film with a lot of interviews with celebrities and, you know, no one in the sex work industry because why would they matter on a film about sex work? So we're going to get a lot of interviews with like Amy Schumer and Seth Meyers on sex work is what you're saying. Probably. The concept is... That's my nightmare. (laughs) That this takes place in the future. The theater production is sex work becomes legal in like 2030, so like 2040 or something like that or 2050, there is, because there's so many men, like, being pleased by sex workers, like, they just, women can't date them anymore, or something like that, or, like, they they can't form relationships. Like, that is the premise. Something very similar to what I just described is the premise of this. That's an insult to men, and, (laughs) like, and I don't say that often. Somebody thinks this is true. <laughs> this is clearly written by someone that's husband fucked an escort and then they've just lost their mind. They've just slowly lost their mind. Yeah, they're like, this is what escorts do. It's not it's not your fault. Most of the time, if your if your husband fucks a sex worker, it's probably not anything to do with you. <laughs> like no. it's completely on him. <laughs> Meryl Streep is part of this. Oh my god. Meryl. Just, no. I'm dreading this. Yeah. Oh god. I feel we're going to have to watch this and it's going to have to be a panel discussion for the show just to rip it apart. Maybe it'll be really short and it'll just be them like all singing Imagine, but they're singing Imagine There's No Sex Work. And it'll just be like a rendition of it like that. And that'll be it. That'll be the whole film. And then Gal Gadot will be crying at the end about why we didn't take it seriously. Yeah, because that's that end of coronavirus. So it should end sex work. Exactly. It's how it works. It also ended uh, good DC movies. So... Have you guys seen Wonder Woman 84? I've heard enough bad things about it. I don't want to. (laughs) No matter what, like there are going to be some douchebags online that are like, it's a girl superhero movie. It's bad. It was not like somewhere within that two and a half hour movie. There was a good one and a half hour movie. But watch it and be ready to throw popcorn at the screen. Luckily, it's on HBO Max. So like you can watch it at home. But. Oh, man. It is such a disappointment after how good the first Wonder Woman movie was. Like, yeah, bad. 
all I heard was the problematic storyline of Wonder Woman woman wishing that her love oh who died Steve who died like 60 years ago she wishes on a stone and he comes back to life but because his bl- body is blown up and disintegrated his soul basically just goes into some random guy so whenever she sees him like it looks like Steve but to the world it's like just this random yeah, dude basically his soul like here's the thing like this is what makes no sense like the wishing thing like things can operate into air like they do later on when someone's like I want all the nuclear weapons and boom nuclear weapons just show up but like somehow when she wishes Steve back he can't just like it was it was a bad plot line that like like they could have used that plot that little we put him into another guy's body for some interesting things but like they just kind of used it and then ignored the fact that they were using this guy's body for sex like basically this guy was in the sunken place and they killed him off to for Steve Trevor to use his body for Diana to bang like it was just it was all very weird like look bad decisions were made well are you sure that the nuclear weapons weren't from an actual nuclear arsenal who knows but like this is in a world where like there are actual like gods and superheroes and a lasso of truth why couldn't steve trevor just appear i feel like that is not the thing that would strain credulity. or just be a ghost yeah didn't kesha have sex with a ghost i think that's a plot line i would follow I'd be down with spirit of Steve Trevor that's also somehow fuckable. It would be even cooler if, like, he just sort of, he was like sticky as a ghost. So he just picked up a dildo and stuck it on, but he could control it. So he's just like, ah, the cock's reeling off. Pneumatic Steve dildo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just stands behind a sex machine. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm pressing the buttons. It's all me, baby. <laughs> This is what the director of Wonder Woman needed. She needed some people to consulting. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to do like a Patrick Swayze ghost thing, except we're going to have sex machines involved. By the way, you own a sex machine. What is that thing called where it's a box and a dildo's attached to a stick and it goes back and forth? How do you look one of those up and buy it? And how much does it cost? They're on sale at the moment, actually. Because I was checking um, the other day because I needed an attachment for it. So I'm getting sent this tentacle. Ooh. Um, Ooh, but yeah, I was looking at it. It's, it's gone down in price. So I think I, I bought it for $6.50. It's now five, I want to say. What is this thing again? So it's, it's right. I would bring it to you, but it's, it's genuinely set up. So I, I could do that, but I'm not going to do it. So I'll ruin, the, I'll no. ruin it. But um, no, don't, don't ruin it. I just had sex with it just before I came on, actually. <laughs> had a lovely time. <laughs> I'm very happy for you and for it. Yeah. But what is it technically called? It's, it's just called a fuck machine. Like, it's just called a sex machine. Okay. Like, it's just, it's called that. Um, and it's literally, like, it stands up on two little legs and it's a big box and it, it makes a racket, honestly. It really takes you out of the moment when all you're hearing is... I'm like, this is so sexy. Are you enjoying your custom video? <laughs> Are you lost in the moment? I just I wanted it because honestly I'm very very lazy and I came from a career of lying on my back and letting people fuck me and I've had to go into a career where I have to fuck myself and my arm wasn't built for that so I was just like how can I get something else to do it so I bought this machine that fucks me for me and now I don't have to do anything nice (laughs) as a as a sex worker did you have regular clients that you saw did you have any that were had special requests and were, or were demanding in a way that you can describe that won't give them away? I had a guy that wanted me to all, like he brought me a shirt and it was like a very tight, I can't remember what kind of shirt it was, but it was a very tight shirt and I had to do the collar up and all he would want me to do is like pull really hard on his nipple clamps. And that was, that was it. I don't, I don't really know what, what the nice. fetish was because it was never truly explained, but that was what I had to do. I had a guy who's moved away now and I loved him. He's my favorite. Um, But he was just brilliant. He was the kind that was just like, this is what we're doing today. And he would always book like a 15 minute slot, which is the smallest slot. And he would walk in and he'd be like, right, you're going to put your finger in my dick. And I was like, in 15 minutes? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh God. (laughs) I'd be like getting it. I've got a tattoo on my finger and he would make me get it down to the tattoo. Oh my God. Dick and stuff. So that was fun. He knew what he wanted. Good He knew what he wanted and he was ready. I was like, I don't know if we can do this in 15 minutes. He was like, watch me. And I was just like, okay. So I just had to do that. And then he also ate a banana at my ass once, which was fun. Um, Try to think of like the most interesting ones. Two great tastes that taste great together. (laughs) Banana ass. Banana ass. Banana ass. 
was uh, the banana fully pe- unpeeled when it was in his butt? Or like, did you have like... No, it was in my arse. Oh my God, I didn't eat it. Oh, your butt. You would okay. probably have to kill me to make me a banana of a man's arse. I do not go near that. No, that's not, no. <laughs> not on my agenda. Um, yeah. No, no, no. No, he peeled it and then kind of just... And I, I was like, oh, is it up? And he was like, yeah. And then it just kind of came out and... Wow. I mean, it didn't, it didn't sound very appetizing, but I'm not one to judge. Like, he enjoyed it. And I, I had a great time. I always laughed with him. I was just always having a good laugh and a good joke. And, nice. You know, it's good fun. So <laughs> I do miss my, my weirdos, man. <laughs> Have you always felt safe uh, working as a sex worker? Um, I didn't at the start because I was with an agency. So, like, when I started, like, so I began my sex work journey stripping and then I had moved into escorting and I was with an agency and they were just so bad they were they were like took x x amount of my pay and they were like if you're ever stuck in a situation you just call us we'll come and get you and i I was in a situation once and i called them and i was like can you come and get me and they were like have you got the money and i was like yeah and they were like oh you can just leave then and i was like i'm in the middle of fucking nowhere at night come and get me and they were like oh we can't i was like great thanks guys so like and then i quit the agency after that so i was like well if you're taking my money and not protecting me, I may as well keep the money and not be protected. That's unfortunate. Jesus. Yeah. But it's been fine. It's been kind of smooth sailing since then. You know, you have your hiccups, but um, I'm not going to depress anyone. We've interviewed someone from the Bunny Ranch uh, in Nevada. And one of the things that's helpful about having a place where it's legal is they have security right on site. So yeah. this is why we should have it legal to keep everyone safe. Yeah, because that's the thing, like with here as well, like you can't live with another sex worker. I was about to bring that up. Oh, yeah. So I did for a couple of years. It's considered a brothel. It's considered a brothel because if you have two sex workers in yeah. one space... Even if you're living together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, even if you're not working at the same time, even if it's not a brothel, like it's still considered it. And right now, like I live with my boyfriend and he would be considered a pimp. If someone walked in, they would just be like, he's a pimp. It, it's oh, mental. Shit. It's crazy how like, wow. it's just, yeah, it's like so, so strict. Like if he was to make anything off my earnings, which he doesn't obviously, but like even like if I paid money into his bank account to pay for a lunch, they would be like, he's making money off you. He's a pimp. So it's really yeah, it's bad. Um, your only real safe scenario from the government is to work completely alone, but that's way less safe than working with someone else. So I even wow. tell people that like are getting into it, I'm like always say there's someone else in the house, even if there's not. Just say if they ask if they're like, is anyone else here? You just say yes, and if it puts them off, that's fine because you would rather put them off than them think that they have a free pass. To do anything they want if you say no my boyfriend's in the next room they're not going to fuck with you because they're going to be like okay there's someone else here so that's just my golden rule do you ever go whore and tell someone else <laughs> tell them someone else is there has anyone ever run off hearing someone else is there someone was a bit like oh can he hear us and i was like no <laughs> like obviously not i just want to listen <laughs> but yeah like sometimes they just get a bit funny but if they give me that energy then I just block their number so I'm just like well that's weird to me like if you're not comfortable yeah. with me being sick because that's all it is like they're not he's not standing at the door he's not filming it it's not train spotting he's not trying to like make a buck off it he's just there right. like there's I know and I've always just said even if I've ever been on the house on my own I'm just like yeah my friend's in like I just want them to think that there is someone else in even if there isn't yeah And it's so ass backwards just because, I mean, it is a safety issue. I mean, just the fact that you can't live even with another sex worker, even if hypothetically the other one isn't working at all. I mean, the fact is then a client can have leverage. Think of it this way. You know, you have a shit client and you have two sex workers in one location and, you know, he gets a little rough. He could say, well, you know what? I'm going to call the police and let them know you're running a brothel. That's all they have to say. Yeah. It's all fun and games. <laughs> so switching to uh, something even worse, uh, Avengers. <laughs> so our audience may remember that I had some opinions about the first Avengers movie that we watched. So this was same director, Axel Braun. Oh, Axel. Um, Axel does great films, by the way. Okay, really? so we have enjoyed a lot of his work here. But this was likewise not one of them. Axel, just stay out of the MCU, man. Like this was a whoo. The second one was better than the first. I mean, yeah. the first one was so bad. <laughs> that was the worst. Really bad. I will never get over China, uh, the wrestler who was playing She-Hulk, looking uh, bored, in pain, and like, is this? Am I gonna? I'm gonna get paid 
for this eventually. Like I'm here for the, the check is coming. Like that's there could be a good pain look in your face from some, you know, positions and things you're doing in sex. But it was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I need more lube. Like that was the look on her face. It was oh, just God. unpleasant and to watch. Like it did not like they have not nailed any of the characters. The acting is not good. Just part of the thing that makes a good parody is getting like little threads from the original and making them work to be about sex or turning it into a, a story that reminds people of the original thing. All they got from the original, I think somebody watched like five minutes of Avengers and they were like, oh, we got to mention Hydra. If you mention Hydra, the kids will be like, yeah, that's Avengers. And Literally. like forgot everything else. Yeah. First off, just so our audience knows, um, we tortured Elise on the show because I accidentally forgot to rent part two until about like two hours ago. Um, so Elise, I'm sorry, had to suffer through the first one. Now, here's the good news. The second one actually has a plot. So it's yeah. not just people fucking in costumes like the first one. Do you know, I, I went into it and it started like the starting scene. And I, I literally my outset notes was this is much better. This is brilliant. And I think Captain America peaked in that first scene. Like his acting was so like he was really there. And then the rest of it, his acting was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And it was just these cuts. I wish the whole thing had just been him speaking because every time he was on screen, I was I was gone. He's hilarious. (laughs) The worst. Who played Spider-Man? Because the guy who played Spider-Man was not bad. Didn't take a thing off. Yeah. I love that I'm like, yeah, the guy who had a mask on and I couldn't see his face. Very emotive acting. He was good in the first one. I don't know. I think they switched actors, yeah. but the Spider-Man was actually the best one in the first one as well. Yeah. The Iron Man suit was a lot better in the second one. I was kind of gutted that he didn't fuck anyone. Xander Corvus. Oh, Xander. Nice. Yeah. And we like Xander. Like, we loved his uh, acting in uh, the It's Always Sunny parody. Yeah. There's an Always Sunny parody. <laughs> oh, my oh, yeah. And you have access to our account, girl, so watch it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Fire up the machine. Guess coming on the show, it's like, you have access to our porn library now. Yeah, I feel feel quite privileged. I'm like, well, look at all this porn. (laughs) I don't really watch much porn, so it's quite exciting to have all these at my disposal. Now, what impressed me with this porn is how many different sets they had. Yeah. Yeah. Why the saloon? (laughs) I was watching a thing, and I thought, why not? (laughs) They had access to a saloon, so they used it. (laughs) And they they put it in flawlessly. I was watching something that reminded me of a saloon, so I just thought we could fucking one. Yeah, but where did you find it? Don't spare the details. You know, we've got technology. You're from the past. I just wanted to flex on everybody else who's been fucking in a house in Glendale that they rented as an Airbnb and say, hey, I got a saloon and my sound quality is amazing. And that was something (laughs) like, did you guys notice how good the sound quality was on this? It was fantastic. Yes. It's a weird thing that you notice after seeing enough of the like the hour long uh, full length ones when sound quality is bad. Like when the sound quality is good, it's like, oh, oh, this is fantastic. So yeah, sound quality, A++. Someone paid their editor. Well done, Axel. Good job on sound quality. I'll give him like an A plus on that. Like I'll give him an A plus when it comes to the costumes are really good. Oh, yeah, like a- anyone that you looked at, it was like, if I didn't really know who the person was, you could tell by their costume. It wasn't so far off that you couldn't tell at all. Costumes were great. There was a lot more CGI too. Oh yeah, the was editing some, yeah. was the special effects. My God, though the, the bet when Captain America and um, Mockingbird are like they're trying to shoot, they're and they're getting like gassed and they're trying to shoot, and there's just this like two second cut of the wasp that's just going. Bzzz. There's no context for it at all, and I was like, this is. This is what I needed for this production. Sometimes you just need a little buzz to get through the day. (laughs) I think I was disappointed because each sex scene is very, hey, we got two superheroes in a room together and they had four seconds of banter and look, now they're naked. Like, (laughs) and that bothered me. It's like there are certain people who are banging in the MCU and we could have used that to her, but we did not. At least there was like more than 10 seconds of, back and forth this time apart from like the Nick Fury scene which was like come brief me and then the next thing she's going down on her and I was like oh this is coming over um but they they actually spoke back and forth which was not it was not there in the first one like they literally would be like hi hi oh <laughs> it was just straight into it <laughs> but this one it was like oh the, the you know the something is happening and then they would sort of look at each other the first one with um 
I can't. I don't actually know who it was. Captain. It's Captain America, and then was it Black Widow that cock blocked Mockingbird? Was it Black Widow that walked in? I don't know if it was supposed to be Black Widow or like if it was was. supposed to be someone. Like a lot of these were not like standard MCU characters. They were like. Okay, cool, because I don't know any of these people because yeah. I don't watch any of the MCU. Yeah, I really struggled. <laughs> yeah, like some of them were definitely MCU characters and some of them I'm like, I don't think this is, like it might have been Black Widow, but I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you all the people they had. They had Maria Hill, so Commander, Captain America, Wasp. Actually, no, that's who we uh, Captain America was sparring with in the beginning. It was um, the Commander, Maria Hill. Oh. yes. I thought their scene was quite good, actually. They had a bit of like yeah. tension, and I, yeah. you know, before they went to the saloon, I was like, "I'm buying this. I, I buy this. This is good. I like this." I was like, "Oh, we're off to a good start. This is like, it's not, you know, it's not what I quite want out of this, but we're at least doing better." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they brought back some of the people from like the first Avengers. So like you had Lexiel as Nick Fury again, you know, you had Dale DeBone, who was Iron Man in the last one, where they could have had anyone in the Iron yeah. Man costume, didn't but matter. they chose the last actor, who <laughs> yeah. again didn't bone in the first one either. But he came back to play the same exact character in Avengers 2. Why is he there? But in a bear costume. Far better costume. True, very true. Oh, true. And you know what? I appreciate the continuity. The costumes do get upgraded between every Avengers movie, too. So, you know, that's that's well done. Well done. Who knows? Maybe, like, his costume had a built-in fleshlight and we just didn't know. He was fucking the whole film and we just just didn't know. (laughs) We can't underestimate him. We don't don't know what he was up to. Can you imagine if he actually acted the entire time? Like, he did multiple scenes and none of them showed up in the porn? (laughs) <laughs> oh man like Jared Little's Joker he just got him out <laughs> this is how they're all gonna end up with Avengers solo movies like Axel Braun's gonna have like his whole MCU but the parody version I mean he's working on it yeah like he's got an Iron Man costume he's gonna whip out a little iron dick it's gonna happen he did a Thor movie he did uh, Captain Marvel which got a ton of awards we have oh, wow. not watched that yet I saw the Deadpool, and that was great. It won a ton of awards, too. So, you know, he has the costumes. Axel Braun, creator of the porn MCU. Awesome. Frankly, uh, if he's going to be the porn MCU Stan Lee, then has he been making cameos and we don't know about this? (gasps) He's been in the Iron Man suit, and they've just been dubbing it over with the other actors. (laughs) (gasps) He was the green man. He was alien. <laughs> We're calling it. We now demand cameos in all of these, Axel, or else it's just, it's not, you don't have an extended universe if you're not making adorable little cameos. We need them. We need you to record enough for every film after your death, too, because that's what Stan Lee did. They literally recorded enough of those little ones to plop him into every single MCU film, like for eternity. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Kind of a cool legacy, I guess. <laughs> I'll never die. So they just, put him in front of a green screen and filmed a zillion him saying a zillion cute little things to people passing by. Cause that's the magic of Stanley. Genius. Isn't it? Yep. I saw uh, what's it called? Like a dumb clickbait article, something like, can you believe that like Stan Lee wasn't in, and it was like something stupid, the equivalent of like, can you believe Stan Lee's not in Sex and the City? It's like, yeah, because it's not in the Marvel Universe. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, of course I can believe he wasn't in Sex and the City. Like, it's Noam Chomsky wasn't in Sex and the City. A lot of people weren't in Sex and the City. Like, this is not the place. Like, Joe Rogan was not in Sex and the City either. Like, there are certain people for whom I don't think this was the appropriate venue for their talents. But Joe Rogan might be in Sex and the City too. Oh, like or, or the that. next one, the new series. Samantha is not going to be in the new Sex and the City. And we just yeah. reviewed Sex and the City porn. Oh, and yeah. like it's becoming kind of a bit of a controversy that Samantha's not going to be back. And I love that uh it's been pointed out like it's just gonna be three bitches who are very sex negative at brunch, waiting for no pun to show up after they say sexy things like, that really dated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll update it and they'll all be really like really fruity and like happy with and really feminist because that that was missing from the original sex in the city was feminism it just didn't exist so i wonder if they'll just spice it up with a little bit of feminism or if they will make them karens which could be 
hilarious um, if you just go completely <laughs> in the opposite direction. I would say Miranda has not turned into a Karen because she's a lawyer who's standing up for people's rights and whatnot. I'd say she's the one that's evolved the most. Uh, and I don't know what's happened to the other two. I think that could go either way. One of them's just in a parking lot screaming. <laughs> that's the first scene. She, she's I will call the police. That's <laughs> Someone taps her on the back and is like, is that you? <laughs> that's actually how you save a parking spot in New York. <laughs> Convince everyone you're completely losing your mind. <laughs> that's how to secure anything. You convince anyone yeah. that you're losing your mind and they'll just be like, have it. Just have it. That's what's happening in America right now. It's just, it's not that people aren't attempting a coup. They're just being like, look, if I'm crazy enough, you'll let me have this, this building, right? It's mine. Yeah. That's my theory. Seems right. <laughs> I just, I want the building. It's mine. I think that's how Donald Trump became president. <laughs> He's just like, I'm bonkers. And they were like, cool, get in there. Look, we got tired of things being boring. We learned from our mistake. <laughs> We're, we're moving on. I feel like there was a quite a lot of people that did vote for him, like as a joke, because they were just like, "Oh yeah, ah, it'll be funny." And then it happened, and they were like, oh. so "Here's the thing." <laughs> Around the same time in history, we had people who voted for Trump thinking, "What's going to happen?" And I had friends over in England who voted for Brexit, going, "You know, why not change things?" Uh, oh my god, yeah. You know, sometimes change is good, and sometimes change is Brexit slash Trump. You know, like. Things don't always work out, and we move on. By the way, I didn't know that Boris Johnson was born in the United States, in New what? York. Yeah. I did not realize that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so uh, I don't know about you guys, but I know in the United States, we have this thing where if, uh, you know, you're... Natural-born citizen. If you're not a natural-born citizen, you can't become president. That's a nebulously defined term, because... Ne like yeah, you're uh, right. Because Ted Kennedy... Or Ted Kennedy, sorry. Ted Cruz, mm. very diff big difference. Uh, was born in Canada, I believe, to, and it's it's unclear on if he had an American... I believe he had one American parent, which made him, like, automatically an American. But, like, the question is, do you have to be born on American soil to count as an American? So, I mean, was uh, Boris born to English parents on American soil? And do they have... Do you guys have that rule in place in which you guys can kind of like someone out if they weren't born in the, on British soil. But then technically everything's a British territory. So, I mean, even America, you can kind of claim. So The whole world's yeah. Britain. We're, we're colonizers, man. <laughs> we're, the colonization has gone so hard that you could be born anywhere in the world and someone would be like, yeah, it's British. It's either Britain or used to be Britain. You don't believe us? Well, colonize it right now. <laughs> That's Britain. That's Britain for you. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that rule exists. I'm not very politics inclined. I, I know who to vote for. And that, that's where it stops. I'm like, OK, this one bad. This one still bad, but slightly better. That one. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's how my voting days go. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who is not versed on the MCU s series, I guess, um, yeah. can you guys enlighten me on what the story is with Madame Hydra, a.k.a. Viper? Madam Hydra has not been a character in any of the movies. Like, I don't know. If I, I is, don't know who she is. If, if this is a yeah. thing in the comic books, then I, I apologize to anyone who actually reads the comics and is sitting there like, oh, Babe is giving herself away is not a real comic book nerd. But like, Madam Hydra has never appeared in the movies. I think they were just like, look, Hydra's the enemy. So we're going to have him sleep with the end of... I was trying to figure out because she seemed like such a big bad in this movie that maybe in the MCU universe she's bigger. All I could figure out was she was an orphan taken in by a terrorist org called Hydra. And here's the thing that kind of tripped me up for two seconds. She was raised by Kraken, which I initially thought were sea monsters. But apparently in yeah. the comics, that's also like costume identity used by several individuals, which is disappointing. The other thing is, like, Hydra was supposed to, was originally uh, the comic book term. There was a cover for the Nazis. Like, and that's never really come up. Like, it's come up once in an Avengers movie. Like, when uh, Captain America, like, he was joking that he was a, a double agent. Like, and he just joked, said to someone, hail Hydra to get him into a place he needed to get into. But, like, it really hasn't been used in a movie. So I don't know what the thinking was on this. But, no, this is not a, a villain that we've encountered yet. I was also interested in learning the backstory of um, Venom. Venom, yeah. So I didn't realize that in the comics, Peter Parker was infected before Brock 
Yeah, Brock Turner. Is it Brock Turner? Eddie Brock. Eddie, Eddie Brock. Brock. That's it. Who's Brock Turner? Yeah. <laughs> Random person. I don't know. Oh. No, no, that's that's a rapist. Oh, no. <laughs> the only Brock in my head is probably that. It's traumatized itself yeah. into my fucking retinas. And now I'm just like, that's the only Brock I know. No one's allowed to name their kid Brock again because they shouldn't have in the first place. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> That's the only experience I have of that name. Yeah, so uh, after Peter Parker, Venom had the choice between infecting a rapist or, uh, or, or a journalist, another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't give him the excuse because then he'll be like, it wasn't me, Venom was in me. <laughs> Venom did it. Oh, no. He gets off on a technicality because it was Venom. I could be misremembering. I don't recall Spider-Man getting ve- becoming Venom. Like I also don't recall I- that ever happening. I remember Spider-Man fighting Venom. Maybe Spider-Man has become infected with the Venom in one of the movies. Like he got there was there was bad Peter Parker in one. Mm. I was going to ask because he did get infected. Wasn't yeah. that the same thing? And I think that could be that quote the same thing. But like he didn't become Venom, and like they mm. basically called him Venom. And I'm like, this is a like I look. I'm I'm gonna let them get away with it, kind of. But like putting him in the costume was off. So. Oh, you know, okay. So first off, I did some Googling because I, I was interested. Um, so apparently in like 1982, Marvel asked readers to send ideas for comics. And one of the fans basically said, hey, you should do like a black costume made of unstable molecules. And they ended up paying the guy like the equivalent of today would be 600 bucks for the idea. Nice. And then they developed that into the symbiote, which alien, which is, you know, Venom. Oh, yeah. Now, I think... The reason that Peter Parker doesn't go like full Venom like Eddie Brock does is because Peter Parker is also, you know, he was bit by the spider. So maybe like the two conflicting, you know, that's where you get the black Spider-Man. That's a guess. Or it could be his good soul. And because he knows with great power comes great responsibility or the answer is always like heart and love or something like that in superhero movies. Eh, does it have to be? Yes, yes. It, it, look, the answer is always the good guys win. The people who are fighting with love and, and the, the power of truth, justice, in the American way are, are the winners. So that's why. It's not the radioactive spider. It's that he's fighting for, for his Uncle Ben. That's why. There was a bit of dialogue when Venom... When the, was it? It's Miss Marvel is the one that looks like He-Man. There's the one with like the mask and it's got... She's got like a lightning bolt on her and she fucked Hawkeye in this film. I'm going to say yeah. maybe because I don't know anyone and I'm guessing. So the bit where Spider-Man, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye say let's split up yeah. and then Spider-Man goes and becomes Venom and then Hawkeye and Miss Marvel fuck. And then they walk back in yeah. and they find Spider-Man. And the first question she asks him is, are you wearing a costume? It's like, he's fucking always wearing a costume. (laughs) You could have at least are you wearing a different costume? Are you wearing a costume? No, his skin's usually fucking red and blue. Like, that's what he looks like. There's nothing under there. (laughs) Are you wearing a costume? It's just the most wonderful bit of dialogue. (laughs) There there were some dialogue scenes in there that I was like, this is, you need an editor. Like, there was a scene where Nick Fury was talking for a while, like he was directing action. And I'm like, look, I, I write an article daily and I sit there and edit out clunky parts like I'll, I'll write them and i'm like i'll go back and read it a few hours later i'm like oh clunky 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 take it out put funnier things in there and like there's so much room for wittier faster better dialogue in there that somebody should have looked at there was one good bit though when nick fury's like i'll toss you both into the sea or something and it just cuts to iron man and he goes i can fly <laughs> <laughs> excellent nice well done excellent that, was, dialogue. that was solid that was solid no, Iron Man in this, uh, I, I felt like had the best dialogue, but he also had the best dialogue in the first Avengers film. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they just need better bits, really, you know. It's hard to sit here and try to heap praise on a film that I'm looking at going, man, you had so much source material and I'm still giving you a C minus. Like, because yeah. it's, and this is better than the last one. Like, I'm just... I'm again disappointed because it's just it feels like they don't understand what they're working with at all. Yeah, it didn't seem to follow any plot. I I was watching it and I was like, have I actually seen enough of the Avengers films? Because I don't recognize any of these plot lines. And then I was just like, no, I've I've watched Endgame like seven times because I just loved it so much. So I was like, 
I know what they're trying to do, but it's just not working out here. Here's the thing. A good parody, and I've said this before, uh, it should, like, even if you've never seen the thing, you should feel like you're in the universe of a thing. Like, we've watched a handful of them from shows that I haven't seen, and I felt like I was was dropped into a universe. I'm like, okay, there are familiar beats here. There are very clearly jokes here that are inside jokes. And, like, there were shows that, like, Alice was familiar with, like, uh, when we watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like, I, I'm like, oh, I've been dropped into a world here. I understand the show. And I feel like if I watched an episode of this now, I already know what I'm getting into. You couldn't watch Avengers, uh, the porn parody one or two and be like, I get what the Avengers are about now. Yeah, no, The no second idea. one dropped so many references. I was like taking notes and wondering, is this, a, is any of this relevant? Like, And none of it was. Like they would say a sentence, they would drop a character's name, never come up again. It was Big Bang Theory uh, style of trying to make jokes like, hey, insert a science thing and nerds will laugh like inserted Avengers reference. Nerds will laugh. Come on. Did Batman not appear at one point as well? And I was like, is Batman even part of the MCU? No, that's DC. That's what I thought. But Batman was, was it supposed to be Batman? You know, when the red costume and the guy was out the window and I was looking at his costume trying to figure out who he was and I was like, is it Batman? I think it was the I last no. scene. Oh, uh, that was not Batman. I think you're who was it? Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, like, I, yeah. That I makes, don't know who that is. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe. It's, it was like one of the last sex scenes. Yeah, it was like him yeah. and a, a girl in red. And I just assumed yeah. that it was Batman because I was like trying to work it out from the costume. Red Guardian and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Right, cool. I have no idea. <laughs> Makes more sense. Because we have not seen Red Guardian in a film either. So I was like, and again, these are all possibly characters in comics, but like, they're just trying to find new vaginas to (laughs) stick things into. Like, go for it, guys. Also, I don't know if I'm misremembering, but was there a a girl-girl scene in this movie or no? No. I thought there was about to be. When yeah. because Miss Marvel was sitting, and then a, a character who looked exactly like her, and I have no idea who it was supposed to be, <laughs> other than black cat suit, white gloves, and I was like, they're wearing the same mask, are they the same person? Is one of them the evil twin? Black cat was one of them. Okay, so they and I thought there was about to be like a threesome or a girl girl scene because Venom came in at the end, yeah. and I was like, and then the scene just cut short, and I was like, why was that in the film? Like, yeah, what was that for? I don't get it. <laughs> it's almost formulaic when you watch one of these long form porns. There's basically always at least one girl girl scene. Yeah. So this is like, what? This did not happen. Axel, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you just, you're kicked out of the MCU. So speaking of other things that I need to watch, I stumbled on an article and I was like, oh, I really should talk to Yvette about this. So have you guys heard uh, that the Danish network DR, they're launching a new children's series about a man with a penis so enormous he can barely control it? A a children's series? Apparently. And he's he's using his record-setting penis to use in rescue operations, money-making schemes, cooking demonstrations. Uh, in order to teach kids the importance of overcoming a hardship and celebrating diverse bodies. Really interesting choice of limb. A really gigantic penis to help teach children. I used to think America was the greatest country, but I'm clearly wrong. It's definitely Denmark. It's definitely Denmark. I I just, I feel like this is wrong. And like, I I don't want to ever shame someone about their body. I think nudity is fine. But I'm also like, hey, maybe we shouldn't teach people to like whip their dicks out constantly and use it for tasks. Because I I feel like this is going to make a bunch of little boys be like, oh, I can use my dick for things it's not supposed to be used for, which could lead to, you know, bad things. I don't, I just, it seems like a weird choice. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm glad you did. I I'm... saw it. I didn't know what to do with this article. And is it animated? Yeah. Oh, thank God. I mean, at least it's animated because I was like, how are they going to film that? They're just going to have a guy with a giant <laughs> prosthetic and a bunch of kids. And they're going to be like, this is a TV show. It's like, at least it's animated. I was picturing Mike Rowe doing it dirty job style with a big old like prosthetic long thing being like, and look, I can go fishing with it. 
be cool if you could like row a boat with it, like mm-hmm. kind of get on a kayak and just sort of. I could use it to snake a drain. Ma'am, you don't have to use it to direct a kayak. It is the kayak. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like it would be, you know how you get those like floats and gym, like in pools, like when you were a yeah. kid, like they would have those big floaties. He just tucks his dick under him and he just floats. His dick is his own personal pool noodle. That I would watch. <laughs> Scrap the kids off. Just. Him in a pool, floating along on his dick. I want to know what the parents in Denmark are saying about this. Like, are they like, nah, I'm going to change channel. Like, are the, is there outrage about I I need to know. I just want to see an episode or two. And I want to, I, I want to meet the person who pitched this idea to a network. I want them behind bars. I want to hear the network exec that was like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Let's, let's green light this. And I want to hear what else that network exec canceled and then let that go on the air. Like, okay, kids, we've got a new show for you. What it's going to teach you is anytime an older man whips out his cock, he's fine. He's probably going to make soup with it. So you don't need to worry. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Nothing can go wrong. This ends poorly. Yeah. I feel people are going to write letters. I will write a letter. <laughs> We're very sex positive here. Don't whip out your dick around children. And be, I'm going to try to Karen them. on this one. I'm, I'm paying yeah. Brexit postage prices just to write a letter to this network. <laughs> Don't do this. Go to, what's his name? Axel, is it Axel Vaughn? Axel Braun. Axel Braun. Go to him with your premise. He'll make something brilliant. Don't put it on a kid's show. Oh my God. Funny enough, probably the guy like pitched it to porn directors first and they were like, no, but you know what? <laughs> Children's Network. Children's Network in Denmark will definitely handle this. They're like, yeah, we're so sick of painting faces on trains, man. Just (laughs) anything different at this point. (laughs) I don't want to see another dog that can talk, man. Just fucking cocksure. Caillou is out. We need something new. I wonder if he pitched it as a chicken and they've just taken it wrong. (laughs) He's like, I've got a magic chicken that is really big. Guys, it's a giant pet snake. <laughs> She's really into long lizards. It's just been picked up. So it's Chinese whispers, it's gone wrong along the way. <laughs> <laughs> for any Americans, Chinese whispers is uh, is like a game of telephone. Ah, thank you for translating. <laughs> I didn't know. Used to live in England. <laughs> oh, thank God, you're an international translator. Very helpful occasionally when a bit of, of, look, we're two countries separated by a common language. (laughs) Look, if you loved cuties, I've got the show Ah, for you. ah. It's the thing that blew up the internet for a week over nothing. Oh, Lord. Everybody had problems with it. I mean, in my opinion, the girls just weren't young enough. (laughs) And you can write to us at info at two girls, one mic with all your complaints. I would like to say that I'm not affiliated with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never I'm met these sorry. people <laughs> oh, they've man. dragged me here <laughs> oh jeez now the complaints about that movie were amazing just so much yelling about nothing yeah that was I guess our review of Avengers so what else can we talk about um, can I just add one more point about oh, Avengers because yeah. I was watching the scene where Wasp was having sex and it, it, I never thought about the Wasp having sex before, but it got my brain turning and I was like, could she shrink down, fly inside your dick and buzz internal um. vibrator? Because that would have been a cool plot line if they had done that. They would just shrunk her down and he, she flew inside of Nick Fury's dick and he's just like, as she buzzes his dick up. <laughs> she could have done some amazing things to his prostate. I'm just oh saying. Oh my God. I honestly, I want to help write the next one because I've got some ideas. Like this is really Axel. <laughs> Axel, call us. We look. We're we, we want. This isn't out of hate. This is out of love for the Avengers, and you know, out of anger at what you did with the first two movies. But still, we're here to help. I yeah. think honestly, that would be a great, you know, like nice offshoot. Not a part three necessarily, but like a post credit scene that they always do in the MCU universe, yeah. where you know. Wasp turns into a wasp and flies into his dick. They should do that. Why oh, hasn't it been done? Axel, get on that. Every other fetish is covered. Why not this one? There was there's just a lot of things that I wanted to happen in this film that didn't happen. Like the part when Spider-Man and Hawkeye and etc. split up. I was really hoping that Hawkeye and Miss Marvel would have a sex scene. And 
Spider-Man would just be having a solo scene in the other room and we would just see him like jacking it on his own. I was like, that would have been amazing. Just a random solo scene in the middle of the film. Um, but no. But no. Oh, you know, it's a, it's a straight film. They would never have a random guy jerk off. Nope. <laughs> They're very heteronormative for these, unfortunately. That's when we know that we've progressed in porn is when we can get a, like a straight film where it's like, instead of just a girl doing a solo scene, it's a guy doing a solo scene. But we're not there yet as a society. We're not ready for that. One day when we're ready for that, it's, we'll, 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 we'll have a colony on Mars. <laughs> but only after we're ready for men jerking off solo in straight porn. It's just an opportunity for the Spider-Man web thing that's just not, not been done yet, as far as I know. Holy shit, he could fling webs out of his dick. You're right. Yeah, because he's like jacking off. And then right as he's about to finish, the villain walks in and he's like, well, luckily enough, fresh web. Holy shit. If Spider-Man 3 has come at me, I would stop being a villain. I'd be like, well, I give in. You've done it. Take me to jail. (laughs) If this is the alternative, I don't want to do it. And maybe if he's already turned into Venom, he could be spurting Venom. Oh, Little Venoms. <laughs> Little Venoms. Venoms. I'm just... So many things that... So many ideas. There were opportunities lost here is what yeah. we're saying. So <laughs> many. So many. <laughs> so wait, you definitely can't get a facial by Spider-Man then. You'd never get it off. You would just sort of no. like... You wouldn't be able to cleanse after that. It would be like a face peel. At best. A very fast chemical peel indeed. <laughs> He's like, you don't need Botox. <laughs> you could use it for, you know, that lifting tape that some oh, people yeah. use. It's great lifting tape. Very effective. <laughs> you run out of boob tape on a night out. Spider-Man just jacks off on your tits. <laughs> You're like, I'm safe. <laughs> Spider-Man's uh, uh, cum is actually really good spanks. It just, you know, just can wrap around and tighten you right up. It's just Gorilla Glue. Just suck off. <laughs> oh, my God. You're in a pinch. Honey, I don't want to go to Home Depot. (laughs) Can you jack off on the fucking vase that I just broke? Please. I've derailed Um, us. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, this is is where we need to go. This is the point of the show is to find these nuggets of gold that is Spider-Man come. I just feel like he could be putting it to more use. I'm just picturing one day when they make a Spider-Man, an honest Spider-Man movie about his teen years when they, you know, when one day Spider-Man is jerking off in his bedroom, when they show like the web on, on the ceiling. Like, I just, I want that to happen. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be so good. One day. We just need to see Tom Holland freak out over a spunk. <laughs> Please. It's what the world needs. <laughs> That's when we'll have world peace is watching Tom Holland be like, what? As his spunk glues to the wall. Someone's walking up the stairs and he's just furiously trying to wash his spunk off the ceiling. It's tense as hell. (laughs) (laughs) She walks in, he's like, what are you doing? And the laptop's still playing porn because he's not even thought about that. He's like, I was watching porn, but this is the worst part. (laughs) It's, I wonder what type of porn Spider-Man would watch. Is there specific like things that would get him off after, like due to the radioactive spider part of him or nah? Yeah, like is he sort of watching like nature documentaries? How do spiders fuck? Do they fuck? I was no, hang on, I figured out a fact about this the other day. Spiders don't have dicks. They have something else and it's detachable. They have a detachable penis. So it's interesting. So to think maybe like I wonder then if Spider-Man's penis would also become detachable. Because that suit's pretty tight and you never really see a wrinkle. So maybe he just detaches it when he puts the suit on. He's like, I won't need my dick today. I'm saving lives. Smooth. I feel like it also depends on the breed of spider because I know there's like there's like ones where girls kill guy or guy kills girl and then there's sometimes like torn up genitals, eaten body parts. That's true. Um, crying, different things like that. They're kinky. <laughs> They're freaks. Animal kingdom is crazy. <laughs> I think I found it. Spiders reproduce not by their sperm being inserted into the female's body, but instead uh, there's an intermediate stage. And a male ejaculates onto a ready-made small sperm web and then transfers it to a syringe-like structure on the tip of their appendage or palp. And then as courtship progresses for the male jumping spider, they'll arch his body, vibrate his palps, and stick on a tiptoe onto the female. So it's like he comes on like his foot or like hand and then touches someone. 
Wow. Bad method. It feels like you can get pregnant far too easily in the spider world. It does, yeah. A little bit too yeah. much, yeah. It's just, just like, a guy it's fucking like, hey, touch your shoulder. <laughs> you're pregnant. Tag, you're it. <laughs> it's exactly how I thought I could get pregnant when I was a teenager. Oh, why is there cum on me? <laughs> it's how they try to drive it home when you're a kid. Yeah, a guy looks at you, pregnant. Honestly. My, my period was late before, like, before I'd even had sex. And I'd be like, I'm pregnant, man. I, I'm sure yeah. I've, I've caught it off kissing a guy. I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it gets to that it's, shop. <laughs> I grew up very Catholic. So, like, the worst, it's, they, they drive it home that, oh, yeah, boys, they're pregnancy. That's all they mean for you. It's boys are going to make you pregnant. Maybe this is how cooties came about. Definitely. It originated from spider sex. Start the rumor. That's a scientific fact. I'm a, I'm a scientist on the internet, so you can trust me. <laughs> so overall review on the movie, like better than the first Avengers movie, but that's damning with faint praise. That was my note. Yeah. So better than the first one. Loved Captain America's acting. Much better shots. Special effects were out of this world. And I gave it an 8 out of 10. Quite enjoyed it. You're far kinder than me. I don't watch much porn, so I don't really have much to go. I, all I had to go off of was the first one, which I gave a zero. So this one, I was like, eight. <laughs> yeah, the first one's literally the worst one we've ever... It, it's one of the, the, wor the worst two that we've ever reviewed. That one and Full Holes, the Full House parody, are the, just bad. <laughs> so, Ooh, And the yeah. second one it was because of Pornhub's editing, so... yeah. You know what? If you watch it and ignore the entire script, it's good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, and um, I don't know why I have this written down, but I have like one more thing to discuss. Uh, it's about nuns, and I had a question. <laughs> don't give me that look. I, I just, just don't know okay. much about nuns. <laughs> oh wait, you you know that a lot. I went to Catholic school. I had nuns for for teachers. I might have I might have information. What do you What do you got? Yeah, None expert down here. I don't know why I had this written as an alternative show intro, and I love how we're bringing this up at the very end of the episode. But uh, the alternative show intro I had was: if Catholics believe nuns are married to Christ and bread is the body of Christ, nuns should be allowed to have sex with bread. You know, there's nothing stopping nuns from fucking bread. To be fair. Other than that, it might really, really give them some itchiness. I mean, if yeast was ever an issue, maybe you should hold back. But, um, I mean, slap a condom on it. But are they allowed to use condoms? You know, there's nothing in the Bible that says no condoms. All right. Well, yeah, if you put a condom on anything, you can fuck it. Slip a it's magnum a on, on, on an Olive Garden uh, baguette and go to town. Just if you can get a couple of breadsticks and like rubber band them together, just as many breadsticks as you want, and you, you can build your own bread. Oh my. Sorry for bringing this up. Oh, you can't do garlic knots well. Well, Jesus is also the Lamb of God, so maybe they could fuck a sheep. Would you rather fuck bread or a sheep? <laughs> Today's topical question. Gosh, I read somewhere once, and guys. I read this on the internet, so it's probably not true, but I once read it was either sheep or goat vaginas are very similar in texture or look, I think, to female, to human ones. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it's yeah. the most similar you can get, apparently. And I, I read that and I was like, so that's why people shag sheep. Because I, I, I literally remember that was the next thought I had. But yeah, no, oh it is. God. It's apparently the most similar. So, I mean, you guys have way more sheep than we do here in the States. We have a ton. That's why, like, it's a big thing. Like, there's a place up north called Aberdeen, and the people from there are called sheep shaggers. So like, it's, like, a big thing here. I don't know if people actually do it. Quoting a friend of mine from Aberdeen, uh, where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so we've heard that rumor. Yeah, I have heard that about um, sheep's vaginas. For them. For them. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I guess maybe the only uh, challenge with both of those is consent. Um, and not, and not so much that I'm concerned for the sheep, but mostly the bread. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's carb abuse right there. Like, well, what? Carb. No, right. I've got I've got a workaround, guys. I've got a workaround. Oh, so oh, oh. you read about the girl that made bread with her yeast infection? Indeed. Right. Ah, so if yeah. you if you make your own bread from your own yeast, fair game. Oh, yeah, because that is... Is that cannibalism? No. No, it's just like eating cum. Oh, very true. And I feel like someone also made like their own yogurt out of their uh, yeast. Hmm, I don't remember that one. 
I don't know either. if you can. I think I think that might be a different bacteria that you need to make that happen. I'm probably wrong. Then let's go back to the bread. Aren't you supposed to put yogurt up you to make it better? Is that not like a one of those things or like that is a folktale? Please yeah, don't like a- put yogurt in your don't don't put yogurt in your vagina. There are medicines that do that do that. Like yogurt belongs in your in your mouth. Not like there are different lips for the, for the yogurt. Don't don't put in your not your vagina. Vagina is a no. You know, that's why Gogurt's not as popular anymore. Can you just give me a minute? Because I need to, I probably should get this yogurt out of my vagina real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm just leaving it in for the podcast episode. You know, 10 more minutes won't hurt though. It's fine. Yeah, you it's know, fine. probiotics is fine. That about wraps up our review on this uh, could have been better <laughs> Avengers movie. Good for what it is. Solid C plus. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see the whole video version of this with us and Elise, head on over to patreon.com slash two girls and Mike. But this week, as usual, we have some patrons to thank. And this week, we want to thank Rowdy, Sam Montu, Ryan Shambles, Shane Wright, Sonia Eau Claire, Maurice Struble, Jim DeKiwi Fruit, Rick, Russ Smith, Fritch, Peter, Stephen Rush, Paul Freeland, Michael Adamo, Brian Gowdy, and many, many others. And again, head on over to patreon.com slash two girls on Mike or twogirlsonmike.com. Hit the donate button. Support us. Elisa, where can our listeners find more of you and see your amazingly hysterical videos? I'm pretty much at Elise Kennedy UK anywhere. So if you put that into any any social media, you're going to find me. So just put that in and you'll, you'll find me. I'm there. Unless they've shadow banned me and then you have to, you'll just have to dig. <laughs> Elise Kennedy UK everywhere. Search it. Nice. And Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram at Cybabe.com and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where, of course, I have biweekly uh, live streams. And, of course, I have daily uh, moments of science, which are fun little science stories to try to keep you amused, titillated, and occasionally uh, dropped full of F-bombs. Alice, where can our listeners find you and more things about the podcast, of course? You guys can find the podcast at all places on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at TGM Podcast. Of course, so please leave us a review or support us on Patreon. And as usual, tell everyone you know, share the podcast with at least like minimum one person. Even if you don't really, I mean, I know you're not really interacting with people, but this is a good excuse. So try. Tell all your friends who you know have jerked off during the pandemic. So tell all your friends. Tell anyone who's into bread, I guess. Tell anyone who's into spiders. <laughs> Tell anyone who's a spider specialist so they could correct us on what we got wrong about spider sex. Find a spider specialist for us, actually. Email us info at two girls one mic if you are listening and you're a spider specialist and you can tell us about spider sex. Someone email Karen Bodnar for us, please. She wrote a book on sex in the animal kingdom. Sick. And she's a science communicator. Karen's listening to this episode right now. She's like, oh my God, you got all of this wrong. I know a lot about lobsters, but I don't know much about anything else. Ooh, how do lobsters fuck? It's a long process. <laughs> There's three <laughs> days worth of foreplay and lobster sex. Well done, lobsters. Hell well yeah. done. We could all take some advice from the lobsters on, on how we conduct our foreplay is all I'm saying. Yeah. They have good sex. Uh, so wait, if the foreplay is three days, how long is actual coitus? Not that long. <laughs> I think um, it's not that long at all, actually. I can't remember. So basically, I, I have a lobster costume, and I was like, how can I utilize this for content? So I did a lobster jerk-off instruction, and I did it in the style of a lobster talking to another lobster. So I was like, I've been squirting urine into your den for days, baby, because that's what the, what the female does. She squirts urine into the male's den to let him know that she's horny. And then, I mean, um, same they- here, so... <laughs> No, gotta do what works gotta yeah. do what works i think they have foreplay for a couple of days and then she sheds her shell and she makes him keep watch while she sh- she's undressing basically and she has an old semen sack which she also sheds she grows back a new semen sack he lifts her up it's like dirty dancing so he lifts her up with his legs and he thrusts into the sperm sack and then it's done and she just leaves and she's like, right, I'll call you in a year for child support. And that is lobster sex, baby. Wow. That's fucking fancy. <laughs> Sounds good. I hope I'm reincarnated as a lobster. Not bad. Not bad at all. You know what? I see why Jordan Peterson's into him now. <laughs> all right. So uh, see you guys again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.